Welcome to the Evolved Idiots Podcast. I'm here with... Matthew Nathaniel. And my name is Mike Mendoza. We hope you guys are doing well. This is a new podcast. A new podcast me and Matt have been trying to do for... A oh, pretty... A while. A pretty long time. I'd say a pretty long time. A while. At least, <laughs> at least a year since it's been in concept. A, a year at concept... Because you moved to town how long ago? Yeah, so I moved here in, uh, I guess, April of 2018. And then, I don't know, I didn't even know you were living in L.A. until almost a It was almost a year later. Uh, it was like early in 2019, I think, when I finally put yeah, two I and remember, two together. I remember seeing, like... Oh, Matt, Matt moved to Hollywood, L- Matthew. Hollywood, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, this motherfucker moved to LA and it hit me up. I, I've I've already been living here for I don't know at that point four years or three years, um, yeah. So it was it was it was it was pretty funny, you know. Yeah, yeah. My my move here was was uh, definitely a, a rush. Well, it was a quick move. So I, yeah, I I didn't I didn't do any. Uh, advance reconnaissance <laughs> right what what brought you out to la uh work of course what else what else do i do yeah <laughs> uh work yeah oh yeah yeah la had been uh, kind of a, a destination that i had had my own for a while for my particular industry at least yeah yeah and the industry being uh cannabis 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 industry. of course <laughs> And me, I'm not too far off. I'm in the martial arts industry, <laughs> the fitness industry. Um, but yeah. little background: me and Matt actually have known each other for well over a decade, probably now. Yeah, yeah, since uh, <laughs> 2004. 2004. I say 2004. Four. Yeah, yeah. We gra- yeah, you're right. 2004. We yeah. 2004. Uh, we went to college together in. Orlando, yeah, uh, the, yeah, the wonderful city of Orlando, Florida. O town, <laughs> O town. Uh, we went to school down there for uh, recording arts, uh, and that seemed to yeah. pay off great. You know what I mean? Yeah, we both made great <laughs> careers in the music industry, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, you know, obviously with the the job titles we just gave you guys, we have we've had super success in the music industry. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, we were we were victims of circumstance. I think you know, for for me at least, it had always been a dream. Actually, my my thought process was that I'll go to school down down in Orlando, get a degree in recording arts, learn about the music industry, combine that with a business with a finance degree I already had, and then I would work for a music label or something. But you know technology was advancing quickly everybody was putting a home studio on their in their computer and as exciting as that was it really changed a lot of the opportunities in the industry and for me I mean I I never really uh, set foot in a studio after graduation it was all just live work and even most of my live work was really on production side as far as uh, you know producing it not not running the boards necessarily so that changed a lot real quick and uh, we you know I think pivoted uh, (laughs) pivoted very quickly uh, on on what was available I think that's a good lesson you know today 
more than ever, especially with this whole COVID thing, a lot of jobs going away. I think it's a good thing for people to keep an open mind and be willing to learn new skills and, uh, you know, try different industry. You know, for me, at least I've, I've probably changed my industries, you know, four or five times, but the job skills have translated, you know, into those industries. And I think people are more versatile than they give themselves credit Mm -hmm. for. Um, I think people are just afraid to try new things, but, um, we may be in a situation where, you know, we, we, we need people to be more versatile and learn some new skills and try a new job and head down a new career path. Um, some of these jobs may not come back. I I see it as a perfect opportunity to really implement a green, uh, technology strategy that focuses on not just green technologies, but also rebuilding our infrastructure here in, in the country. I mean, our roads are, could be better, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. The, the, there's a lot we could do. And I think that, that being said is, you know, I mean, me and you are a perfect example of that as technology grew, just like it's growing, you know, right now, uh, our industry faded away really, you know what I mean? Like, uh, we were at the tip end of the, or the tail end, <laughs> the tail end of, you know, really, the analog age, you know, like the analog age of recording music and everything started to go to digital. So those big recording studios that you always dreamed about working at and that you dreamed about trying to get an internship there, that's out the window as technology grew. Now, uh, you know, now it's common that anyone has a recording studio at their house. That's why there's 50 billion rappers (laughs) It's interesting too. We may have been the last, the last uh, group or one of the last groups to go through a, a recording e- uh, education and have both the experience of knowing how to do digital, but also being exposed to actual tape recording. Yeah, I, I don't know if they even do tape recording because I can remember when we were in school, they were talking about it's going out. tape is like yeah. basically not even being produced anymore. Yeah. So. Yeah, we, like that. That's. We were probably that era was the last era of the way the music industry, the way you made and recorded music was done. You know what I mean? So, um, but like you said, you have to make that pivot. You know what I mean? You have to make that pivot as technology grew and the demand for um, basically audio engineers kind of dwindled, like recording audio engineers um like you said you worked in a lot of live situations right yeah i mean but basically i mean it was predominantly through you know through sunny abelardo management and productions shout (laughs) shout out to sunny (laughs) shout out to sunny sunny what up yeah yeah i I got hooked up with him through a friend of ours adam chin right as as adam was leaving and graduating and i was graduating but staying in orlando and uh yeah i've kind of worked with him off and on ever since but uh obviously now not really on a production front it's really just uh helping him with online marketing and web stuff yeah and then for me it was like i had a good great opportunity to work at the kennedy center the kennedy center in washington dc the prestigious kennedy center in Washington, D.C. doing uh, live audio for them as well. It is pretty prestigious. It's pretty, right? Like for, <laughs> It's an for, awesome first job. Yeah, I mean. it, was a, it was a great first gig 
that I don't even know how I landed it. You know what I mean? I was like, <laughs> walked in, you were like, yo, I'm Mike. Hey, I'm Mike. I love hip hop. Well, you guys don't do any hip hop. Uh. <laughs> Let me bring some flavor to the Kennedy Center. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like that was like, I mean, you know, hip hop and, and, and everything was my life at that point. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, uh, making beats, digging in the crate. Like I, lo- I lived hip hop, you know, like yeah. the, the hip hop culture. I think you, you as well, you know, I think hip hop, at that time really had impacted our lives. And, and I know for myself, it's, it was, uh, the catalyst for me wanting to go to Orlando in the first place. Yeah. You know, I was like, man, I really want to see if I could make a good run at this. You know what I mean? So learning how to record, learning and meeting all the other hip hop heads from all across, all across the world really. And meeting like-minded people. Cause at that time, I mean, me, I was straight out of high school. You already had uh, a previous higher education. But for me, coming straight out of high school and kind of thinking that independently, it was kind of a scary thing. You know what I mean? Like thinking that like that different thought of like, I'm not going to go to, you know, like Virginia Tech or, or UVA or any of the other schools people were going to, I'm going to go try to do make this recording arts thing, uh, try to work in Orlando, Florida. Laser focused. <laughs> Laser focused. And I always give like younger Mike credit that <laughs> like uh, I, I had the balls to kind of follow what I wanted to do at that point. Because a lot of, this is a fact, you know, a lot of people learn habits that you know they're, they're they're scared to go and pursue their their passions right like yeah. um so 17 year old mike you couldn't tell him shit you know what i mean like he's going to go to orlando he's going to try to make something of it and that that was that was what brought me down there and going down there being surrounded by all those other people like-minded like me kind of gave me a good a good feeling you know what I mean I was like oh man this is where I'm supposed to be no it was a good environment I mean my my year down there was uh, much more of a of an interesting experience than my four years at, at the other pl- yeah. at my other school so yeah and having that kind of like it was not a traditional no college experience no, in it Orlando was, uh, it was a uh, uh, for sure, a money-making <laughs> college experience. Money-making, sure, on, on their part. But, I, I mean, as far as, you know, you didn't have, like, sororities, fraternities, and sports yeah. teams. Yeah. And it wasn't that kind of school. It was a fast-paced, accelerated curriculum. Yeah. It was... Hours off of the all chain. Through, all through the night sometimes. and Midnight, lab hours. You know, the the... Yeah. the, 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 the I would like to think the extracurricular activities were also a little more uh, perhaps intense oh, for than, sure. than maybe your typical Virginia Tech uh, college experience. Yeah, I would say... Uh, it was a lot of exploratory of individuals and minds that were collaborating all and, and colliding and mixing together all at once in that yeah. location. And no, no lack of a better term, but a higher education. <laughs> definitely mind opening mind opening and yeah i think having collaborative minds like that is it's fucking great you know what i mean like i miss having all these people that kind of share the same passion but think differently 
Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it, it gives you a different, you know, it's it's not your POV. It's 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 theirs, but then you guys kind of work together to to do something awesome, do do an awesome project. You know, like um, me and you've been waiting to do a project for. Long, long time, man. Yeah. Well, when we both we well, you left Orlando first. Yeah. And and went and did your thing, and then you know I stayed in Orlando for several years after that, and then uh, some years later I ran into you in Chicago. Yeah. You were up there working, um, and uh, helped me out big time at that at that <laughs> moment. Actually, that was a, another interesting adventure at, at, at that point in my life. Yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, we, we ran in each other or, or found out, you know, that we were both here in LA and, you know, it's been. Now, now you came to visit me in DC. DC, that's true. You came I, to visit I did. me in DC yeah, during you're right. my prime fuck boy partying years. You know what I mean? Like during true. the, the rage, yeah. the golden era of the rage. Yeah. Um, and that shit was crazy. Those were a couple hard nights uh, <laughs> that that I was in the VA there yeah. in DC. Because no joke, people, I used to literally, me and my me and my buds used to drink Monday through Sunday right after work. We'd all go to a happy hour. Or go, we'd go to the bars and just just get get wasted. Right, like that's what young men do at that point or young professionals straight out of college. That's what we do at that point. Um, but it make, was madness. make money, spend money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I look at how much money I wasted at the bars, like 300, 200 bucks a night. Yeah. And I'm just like, Holy shit. What an idiot. But I do have me- like great memories of that time, you know? Um, but that was my prime parting years. It was, it was, it was madness, but that's what kind of led me to Chicago after that. Yeah. You know, like I remember partying with, and this so, was, so why did you transition from DC Kennedy center to Chicago? Because you went from DC so Kennedy went, center, which is music. Yeah. And you went to Chicago. It was not music related at all. No, there's there's a, a transition in there that I, after Kennedy Center, I didn't like working there after you know a short time, right? Because, like we talked about, the crazy hours that were uh, down in Orlando, I wanted, and I felt like this was my uh, way of Office thinking. Job. Yeah, I wanted my <laughs> so regular job. Yeah. Because I felt like I earned it. I earned a, the right to live like normal people. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, you got fooled into the American exactly. dream. I went to school. Now give me my future. Exactly. So I had an opportunity to work, um, you know, at a university up there in, in Northern Virginia um, that, you know, I still did live audio and all that stuff. But like we said at the time, all that was kind of dwindling, right? So I accepted this job at a university, full-time job up there. And within that first year, my small department, the little arts department I worked for, got absorbed by the IT department. Technology's mm-hmm. growing, right? Yeah. So with technology, that department is, of course, going to grow because what do they need? They need help desk people. They need all these people. So that my job kind of pivoted to that and I actually stuck with that job a pretty pretty long time because I'll give my my boss Miss Jean all this credit she was awesome Miss Jean uh 
as long as the work got done, like she let me have free reign of whatever I wanted to do. So it's like I used to literally go to jujitsu practice and kickboxing practice for four hours in between in the day. Right. Like I used to like get there early morning, 6 a.m., handle stuff. Uh, then by 11 a.m., uh, 11 a.m., I'd be off to jiu-jitsu practice, not get back till 4, 4.35, and they were cool with it because the work got done. Right. You know, and also on top of that, like, at that time, my, my one of my best friends, Stefano, was going to college there, and I, I got to hire him as my student worker, right? As my student worker. He didn't really do shit as a student worker. Like I used to be like, hey, move this into this classroom and that's all you gotta do and you'll get paid for it. You it's know what I mean? Cush job. Cush job as a student worker, but uh, you know, that was within that first year. And he didn't believe that I could get him this job at the university. Um, after he graduated, cause he's like, Oh, I have a history degree. I don't have an IT degree. Uh, I, you know, let's see what happens. And then, you know, he landed the gig, he got the job. So it was like one of my best friends in the world shares, a uh, an office with me now we're out drink drinking Monday through Sunday with our, all our other buddies, Kyle, Alvin, like all those guys. And just <laughs> being reckless, you know, but I remember there was a point there, you know, we were out in Adams Morgan doing the normal, the normal business, right? St in there wasted with my best friends in the world, but there was still something lacking there. There was still that feeling of emptiness. You know what I'm saying? Like of just wasn't f fulfilling. It wasn't a yeah. fulfilling job. And it wasn't fulfilling me as a human being. I, I felt like I had more to offer, not only offer to myself, but uh, I, I felt like I had more to offer like th the universe, a more genuine me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I've always been a martial artist ever since I was a kid. I stuck with it. I just thought you couldn't make a living, a, yeah. a, a, a living off of it. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not, you know, like, fighting and all that stuff you don't think it, it, it can it can last um but i had an opportunity to move out to uh crystal lake illinois uh, i moved out to crystal lake illinois I, I remember telling my 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 boss and my friends i'm moving to you know chicago you know like crystal lake's a, a suburb north of chicago and um they're all like amazing you know like all my coworkers there, Miss Jean, Jean Dean, uh, Playa Pitchell, like <laughs> all these guys were super supportive uh, in my moving. Like I've been super lucky growing up with these positive people. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, like they supported me. They weren't like, Oh, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. As easily they could have. Like I was a young little shithead. They'd be like, dude, like what? You have a good gig now. Why you could have a cook. You know what I mean? Like, but they're like, yeah, man, like, yeah, do it. You know, like try to live your dream. Do what you, you want to do. Uh, granted things in Crystal Lake didn't turn out the way I wanted them to. Um, but I wouldn't have traded the move to Crystal Lake, uh, for anything in the world. I met, you know, some of my best friends there, uh, Bart Palaszewski, um, Jens Pulver, like these guys I idolized, 
You know what I mean? Guys I idolized growing up, they were now like my peers. I was working with them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, and it's like, no matter what happens, you can't take that away. You know, which, which I always looked at and I, I'm like, wow, like Jens is the first UFC lightweight champion. I, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm linked to him in some sort of history, which is for me, is it, that was an awesome experience. And Bart, or the first time going out there, I, I like I took trips out there before I moved. I fucking thought he was an asshole. I was like, oh man, this this <laughs> this fucking asshole. Uh, but then I realized he was just like me, an asshole on the exterior. But then once you get to know them, they're a big softy. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, you know, but that the, like the pivots we talk about the the, yeah. the the being adaptable right like things didn't turn out the way in crystal lake i moved to the city of chicago and uh literally built myself from ground up again like starting from the lowest of the lows right to calling shots later on you know what i mean i think there's something to that too uh as far as having to rebuild yourself from this from the ground up every so often it forces you to be uncomfortable it forces you to learn new skills usually it forces a growing of who you are anytime you have to start over from scratch that's i think one reason why i've i've always kind of gravitated towards like gig or project oriented work because it's yeah. like you can work on something for very intensely for a while and then when it's done you move on to the next one and even though it's sort of similar there are things about that are different and it forces you to kind of start over from scratch and figure out how to build out the whole plan all over again yeah yeah i i think that being forced in those uncomfortable situations also forces you to get in touch with your emotions. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you'll either learn to control them or they will, they will run you over. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like understanding. I think it gives you a deeper understanding of you. A lot of people have an idea of who they are like, Oh, I'm a, I'm this or that. But when shit hits the fan or when, when your baseline, you're going to know who you are. You know what I mean? There like are a lot of people who think they know who they are or they, oh, yeah. or they know, they know what they think their perception of themselves are. Yeah. But they like, but like you like, say, you put them in a situation and it's like, do they really react the way they expect themselves to? Or do they, do they, do they not understand themselves and they maybe crumble exactly. under, under the that's, pressure? That's part of the reason, like, I always loved music and martial arts, right? For me, music and martial arts were expressions, right? Expression of self expression of self in the physical form expression of self in the audio form right um that that was i've always been attracted to like all right what is the truth the 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 journey to find out what the truth is right what i always appreciate about martial arts it will always tell you the truth if you suck you you fucking suck yeah but you get your ass whipped you're going to get your ass whipped but <laughs> That should not be a deterrent to get better and work on it. Because guess what? If you practice and you stick with it, you're going to get fucking good. You know what I mean? That's just, you put in the hours, you're going to get good. That's what people don't understand. Like, yeah, you're supposed to, you're supposed to be terrible in the beginning. It's with anything in life. With anything, you know? but 
look, majority of people after college, they, they really don't do anything that grows them as an individual. They'll do stuff for like, oh, I, I need to do this for my job, do this. But for them as a human being, as an individual, they really don't work on it. Well, I think there is somewhat of a perception that, uh, you, you know, you go to school, you graduate, you get, you know, your job, uh, you start your career. And then for most people, they kind of plateau, you yeah. know, and they don't really continue to, you know, for whatever reason, they progress in their job, they get more comfortable at the company they work at. Maybe they start a family, they settle into things. There's yeah. a little bit of a rut develops. It's hard to kind of like force yourself out of those, out of those comfortable situations the longer you're in them as well yeah you know but uh you know i think that's i think there's a real a real correlation with people who take that route yeah and the amount of traveling they do in their lives as well because um i think you know when you don't know what else is out there it's very it's easier to settle for what's right in front of you yeah like the the world is a bigger place, you know. Experiences like, make you grow. Yeah, I think that's that's one thing that why I I moved to like Chicago is I wasn't growing anymore. I was sitting there at the bar wasted with my best buds, and I was still unhappy. So I was like, shit, like I can't I can't do this until I'm 70 years old and earn a gold watch. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> that was my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then like. I felt like, and it's weird, uh, you know, like, I, I always felt like, despite, you know, coming from, like, a lot of immigrant families, right, like, Filipino families, you know, they want their kid, they want the best for their kids, the kids are going to be uh, in the, in the, you know, nurses, or their kids are going to be uh, some cushy job, right, some, some, like, job that is stable, right i always looked at it differently did my parents want me to have a more stable job sure right but i always looked at it kind of differently i looked at like the gambles my parents took being immigrants for them to come here to this country and live the american dream i felt like i would be a fool not to try to take it to the next step of living out my dreams you know what i mean like Mm. i always looked at it like why not gamble yeah they came from another country here and made a beautiful life. You know what I mean? Like I, I remember seeing the progression of, you know, like we lived in a townhouse majority of my life. Then finally in high school, my pops worked his ass off, got the single family house. And it was something that I'm thankful I was grown at that time. Like, you know, high school, I know what's going on that to see like hard work pays off. You know what I mean? Hard work pays off. The gambling of you moving to this country paid off like shit. You bought a single family house in fucking Northern Virginia. You know what I mean? The suburbs of DC, like that's something to hang your hat on. You know what I mean? No one can take that away from you. So I felt like I need a gamble. 
I felt like <laughs> despite them like, oh, you should just probably get a, you know, like full-time job benefits uh, that, you know, like. That's what everybody wants. And I think, I think that's also sort of tied to the older generation a little yeah. bit. I think our generation is kind of like that tipping point where we're a little more from us. Our age younger is a little more. We understand that the, the perception of, of a job where you're going to go work at GM for 40 years and retire. Yeah, there is not company loyalty to end the workers like there used to be. And so those jobs aren't really there like that anymore. And I think we're more comfortable working in a gig economy or working in a project based economy or working in situations where we're willing to take more risks. And I think more of us have a mindset today, too, where uh, I know for myself, at least I would have been bored had I done the same exact job for the last 15 years yeah. or the same company. So, you know, having that variety of doing different things and, and, and finding new challenges, uh, I think is, is definitely a, a mindset that the, that our generation and younger has more readily embraced, but that is the messaging. I mean, that was the American dream. Again, you know, you kind of get set, you find security. And I think our parents' generation, and of course, your, yours is from from an immigration standpoint. Yeah. You know, for mine, uh, you know, I think it just comes from the American concept of of where you know in the 30s people were very affected by the depression yeah and that translated into our parents generation of uh who were born in the you know 50s and 60s and then they had us so we're like one generation removed from that mentality of save everything find security and you know put your pennies in a jar in the backyard kind of mentality yeah. uh, we're just a little more risky risk-minded i think I, I think especially individuals like me and you. I mean, like, sure. look at the patterns. Just if you take me and you at uh, 10 years ago going to, uh, you know, Orlando. That was a risk in itself, too. Right? And then look, <laughs> flash, flash forward, we're both here in L.A. Uh, you know, like, look at, for me, right? Majority of my friends getting married, right? Yeah, they got yeah, kids. Yeah. It's not in, like, for me... Do I want kids? Maybe eventually, sure. Do I want to get married? Maybe eventually, sure. But it's not anything that I'm like, oh, I'm, I need this. Or it doesn't speak to me like... It's going to fill all the voids in my life. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I never thought that. It's like, I look at them, they're happy as can be, you know what I mean? And I love seeing them be so happy and, and they're... they're, they're they're happy in their lives. They're happy in the roles that they have carved out for themselves, being a father, being a husband. Um, but you know, for myself, it's like, I never, I never wanted that yet. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, and I don't know if that will change with time. Like just who knows anything changes with time. But if, if we do not live in a place that necessarily (laughs) is conducive to being in a long term. (laughs) <laughs> relationship either I don't think like people here get remarried more often than <laughs> of course I mean that that's America period right is, America period that's that's how they are you know what I mean like I would never like if I'm gonna get married then that's it 
That's my, that's going to be my one chick. You know, I'm not going to go, you know, like that's it. I just have a problem with the whole concept of marriage. I think like if somebody has religious beliefs or spiritual beliefs and they want to have a ceremony that, you know, uh, joins them in the eye of, of whatever belief system they have, then I think that's fine because it's yeah. between them, their partner and their deity. But marriage as a government contract between you and somebody else it's it's like the worst business agreement you could ever sign I mean, here's a fact you're right? signing away half of your earnings for the rest of your life yeah if you ever leave that person the marriage is for the the woman though right well it, under it's, social it's, pressure it's right? for whomever is in a better financial situation whomever is in a lesser financial situation is who's going to benefit if it splits down the road yeah i think the want could be the man i think the want of marriage though woman. is more along the lines for women the want of like all I, my friends are getting married and I'm this I'm just talking shit right yeah, now. I don't know what's yeah. going on. But I'm just saying like, oh my friends are getting married. Uh why why aren't we married yet or something? You know what I'm saying? Oh, well, yeah. Like kind of that is what happens. That's what happens. And then of course the guys would be like, Oh shit, like, all right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you know. Uh, I think the social pressure, the so like if you're a girl and majority of your friends you grew up with from from your town are getting married and then they're questioning like when are you gonna when are you guys gonna tie the knot well there becomes a well a couple things you know one i think you're right i think the concept of marriage is more is is marketed to women much greater of course from the time they're very little um you know and i also think there starts to become a stigma if you're like the old single person there starts to become this what's wrong with you why haven't you found a person yeah are you you know what's what's your deal you know well, I'll tell you kind what. of thing i would never and this goes for any relationship right like i'm in it as long as it's a healthy relationship like the, of course there's gonna be ups and downs and as long as we could grow together or whatever right like i'm in it but the moment it starts being uh a shitty relationship and I'm not admitting that you know what I mean like I gotta reevaluate what the fuck I'm doing you know what I mean like a lot of people relationships are work Mike I, I know no but that's the thing is like I would like for my relationship for example right you gotta be committed I'm no willing, matter what like shit I'm in it as long as all parties involved are are ready to grow you know what I mean yeah. I feel like I'm in it to grow I'm not in it for comfort does yeah, that make sense? Yeah, like, yeah. I feel like from what I've seen from other like couples and stuff out there is they're in it for comfort. They they got comfortable. Been in, been in relationships with people who are comfort. Yeah. That, and they're like, well, why are you not okay with just being comfortable? It's yeah. like, you know, I, I don't know. I, you, I could break it down for you, but it'd take a minute. Yeah. And I, it's like, if we, <laughs> if we go off math and I'm like, okay, I, I see you argue with your girl, uh, a shit ton, uh, that math should pro not probably lead to marriage. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. But they're so comfortable in the, the uh, quote unquote lives they, they carved out that that's what they're going for. And then that's why the divorce rates are fucking high. You know what I mean? unhappy people not admitting that they're unhappy people and just fucking admit it and fucking move on 
You know what I mean? Like people have a hard time with that though. I think part of it is, is ego and part of it is religious guilt. I mean, I, I do know, I know somebody who, uh, one guy who, uh, and I know people who are happily married, but I know one guy who I, I think just won't get married or divorced because of, uh, how, he's worried about the perception within his church circles, mm. you know? Um, and, and, and maybe more so than, than losing half of his possessions, yeah. I yeah. think is, is his bigger concern. Well, so I he, mean, there's a lot of different reasons why I think people feel that do. pressure. He needs to get divorced and move away from the small town he lives in. How would you ever guess he was in a small town? Uh, because I, I could smell <laughs> it from here. You know what yeah. I mean? It's I could recipe, smell that shit right? from here, you know? Yeah. But that's the thing is like, what are you going to do? Be unhappy the the rest of your life? It's um, it's it's kind of crazy. Like, I get the wanting to stay in comfort, but it's like, fuck, man, I I don't want to be, I don't want to waste time. I don't want to waste my time and your time. You know what I mean? Like, I really wasted times the worst. Yeah. Like uh, people people make decisions. Like they're immortal. People make decisions that they're going like they're going to live fucking forever, and that this is how it's going to be. But then, there's eventually only so much time. Dies, man. There's only so much time. Yeah. You better make the most of it, because uh, you know, as as we've seen with a lot of people right now, you never know when it's when it's gonna when your time is up. You better you better go after the things you want to do and. You know, even even when you, I think when you make an effort to to do the things you want to do and 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 accomplish the things you want, I think there still is a a, a challenge to do all the things you want to do and and accomplish all the things you want and tell people all the things you want to tell them. Yeah, uh, it, it's still tough to get it all done, even if you are proactive. Yeah, I also think that understanding what your diet is, you know what I mean, not what you eat, but like who you surround yourself with, right? Mental diet. Your yeah. mental diet. Like mental and emotional. If if your partner doesn't like make you a like a better person or support you, you know what I mean? Like you gotta get the fuck out of there. If if majority <laughs> of it's like you arguing all the time, get the fuck out of there. You know what I mean? Like of course are there they're gonna be arguments, yeah. But that shouldn't be the vast majority of what's going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? And don't yeah. fool yourself either. Because I've been that dummy yeah. too. Like I've been the dummy like, oh man, like I'm going to try to tough this one out. You know, like thank God, like right now the relationship I'm in, great. Right? Yeah. We're cool. Do we argue? Of course. But we make shit work. You know what I mean? And we understand. Is it perfect? Of course, nothing's perfect. But we understand all right, like, I fucked up. I brought, you know, either my past emotions from past relationships into this. I shouldn't have done that. Let's try to get over it. You know, we understood that it was a hurdle and we get over it. You know what I mean? So it's like, if that's not being done of like, hey, we fucked up. Let's work on it. Can't, you know, it can't be throwing fits every fucking time you guys go out. You know what I mean? That's the crazy shit. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen that. Oh my God. I've seen that. <laughs> Very exciting. 
exciting relationships, but uh, uh, on both sides and in, in the good respect, you know. You know what they say, the crazy hot meter. Yeah, it's like, it's like uh, you know, I'm a Jersey Shore fan, you're not. But it's like yeah. uh, watching uh, Ronnie's relationships on the Jersey Shore. It's just crazy, mm. but it makes for good TV. Yeah, exactly. Everyone likes uh, seeing the car crash at NASCAR, right? Yeah, 100%. That's, but I always found it fascinating of where people are at and where we're at, too. You know what I mean? Like, you take us at a clip. 10 years ago now it's kind of very similar still although we've done different shit that's true you know what i'm saying yeah. like i've always found that kind of fascinating the the mindset or the drives that that people have um and that's both led us to la <laughs> you know yeah in the middle of a uh, middle of a of a quarantine well we're coming out of it now but uh yeah. yeah but yeah in the middle of the quarantine we're coming out of it trying to Trying to get through this, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I think everything's kind of being rushed open a little bit now. They're kind of giving into a lot of the pressure. And uh, it seems like, you know, I've, I've, I've been hearing at least from, you know, city connections that, uh, that they're going to be trying to really push everything by the first part of, of July here to be to be open in some capacity. Your house of card connections? Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, all, all, all I'm saying is this. I'll plead the fifth on yeah. that. As I made a, I made a joke, like, well, a half joke post earlier, right? I showed it to you. It was like all, all the higher-ups telling you to stay at home, right? They all have fresh haircuts. Why don't they have quarantine hair like myself? Well, because they're, they're they got. <laughs> I look get, fucking half anime right now. They got to get on TV. Ridiculous. You know, they got to yeah, have TV hair because they're more important. They're so you know, all sl slick talk willies up there. <laughs> you know that comes with. Uh, that's a whole nother conversation or, or maybe it's how we, we go right into that, but it's a leadership thing. You know, it's uh, it, it really, it, it comes down to, you know, I was always taught to lead by example yeah, more so than bark orders. And I think I have struggled as I've gotten older and had different jobs and responsibilities, hiring, firing, doing these kinds of things and building teams to, to realize that I had to be more vocal. Like some people weren't just going to like, Hey, that's how he's doing it. That's what I need to do. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, we've got a, a more, the more profound problem in society are people that like to speak the leadership, but not act the leadership or, I, yeah. or, or when they speak it, they speak it in a very haphazard way without logic or uh, a sequence of events that would logically follow one another to lead to the ultimate desired outcome. Yeah. Uh, there's a lack of, of, of planning. And I think there's a uh, lack of planning. This, this whole situation has certainly exemplified of that. Of course it's a lack of leadership, um, you know, from federal level and local level, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they, they, they failed in that, in what they were supposed to, to do. They, they, they turned the off switch with no having real solid plans of how to turn it back on. Right. But I think like you said, the lack of lead by example is why I think people are becoming popular right now. Like David Goggins, Jocko Willink, Joe Rogan, like all these guys are, 
are super fucking popular because people are like, damn, this guy's actually getting up right now at 4.30 a.m., getting it done, no excuses, no bullshit. Let's fucking, let's do it. I'll throw Cam Haynes in there too. Cam Haynes. I'm not even a hunter, but like, yeah, you but know, see, like he's that, a beast. That's why I think <laughs> these guys are, are getting a huge following out there is because their leadership qualities and authenticity yeah. is what you can't find. I think that's why... How many people, though, out like I know we're familiar with those people. Yeah. And I think it's because it matches a lot of our mentality. But I think there's a lot of people who still don't know who they are. There's a lot of people in the, you know, outside of, you know, metropolitan areas that aren't on Twitter or aren't on Facebook or aren't on Instagram as much. And they don't follow, you know, people in general. And, you know, it's like, how how are they going to follow them? You know, these average people that just go to work and then come home. I think the informed individuals like us. Yeah. Like we know who they are. I think. In terms of like social media, the people might not know their names, but they're like, oh, that's the guy that fucking gets after. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they see them in their peripherals. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's the fucking guy. That's that crazy guy. Right. They don't know his name. They just call him the guy. But that's what they see it as. Uh, I remember shit. I used to watch even before Joe Rogan had a podcast and my, my, my buddy Stefano can attest to this. I used to watch the Joe show red band mm. was posting those things up. And I, cause you know, I, I, I've always been an MMA guy too. So I knew who the fuck Joe Rogan was. And you know, like they used to go around making these videos and I used to think they were fun to watch. And then I still remember the first podcast they recorded, you know what I mean? Like now looking at where it is now how much of a fucking destroyer he is with his hundred million dollar deal at spotify uh 1.8 million downloads a month from a podcast like i remember when people looked at me weird like oh joe rogan the the fear factor guy you know what i mean now it's like Oh, hey, Joe Rogan said this. Again, it, it shows if somebody stays with something, they continue to grow, they continue yeah. to evolve. And, like, you know, like seeing his growth put in from... the work as well. Yeah, seeing his growth from this whole time, it it's leadership qualities. That's why people are attracted to uh, his podcast. People it's are... interesting, though. I think he kind of tries to shirk leadership. I don't really see him as a, like he he he's a voice, but he doesn't want or he doesn't seem to want to be a leader. I, yeah, like you know I don't what think I mean? not, like not that responsibility the, is there. I think he's yeah. just being himself. Yeah, yeah. You know, but like that's the thing is like being authentic to who you are is what I think people are attracted to because I I feel like in a world of fake shit. Right, fake asses, fake people, people fake, taking shortcuts, fake politicians, like people making, you know what I mean? All this bullshit. The reality is the inner person is craving authenticity. You know what I mean? That's why people are like, "Oh shit!" Like this is this is this is so fun to watch. It's so refreshing to hear. It's so like. It's it's odd that someone that speaks their mind is so refreshing because usually people are oh yeah I agree with you and yeah you know what I mean like well like you said there's so much uh, fake I don't want necessarily say it's fakeness but it's projection out there yeah that I think the authenticity does come through I know for for myself you know 
I really have identified within, you know, all those individuals uh, that we, you know, Rogan, Wilnick, Goggins, Haynes, those kind of people that have that mentality. And I think it's, it's, you know, for me, I felt very... Uh, kind of like an outcast for a long time because I I think I I am of uh, mentally you know I sort of enjoy pushing myself and and torturing myself a little bit and yeah I, and you know I can joke and say I've got demons or maybe I really do have demons whatever it is but I think you I don't, have demons I don't think there were <laughs> I don't think there were like a, I was not around a lot of other individuals that had that kind of mindset so I always felt very kind of outside and when I found out that there are these people out there that are successful because they're that way and they've become hugely successful outside of just one particular avenue lit a fire into your ass yeah i mean it was just like wow there are other it's 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 cool like i'm i'm okay like this is i don't have to like pretend to hide some of my personality about being aggressive or wanting to push myself or you know so often like i heard you know I still try to be very active, as active as I can be. And I've had other friends who are like, you know, like we were talking, they get comfortable or whatever it is. And they're just like, why the fuck are you pushing yourself like this? You're not going to be a professional athlete. And, yeah. and it's like, yeah, no, I get it. I'm training for life, bro. Every single day <laughs> yeah, I'm bro. getting up and training for life because I know that the healthier I am, the better shape I'm in. Yes, I feel more amazing when I go for a run or go for a hike or I'm playing a sport or doing something. Yeah. But I also know I'm not going to be sick as often. When I'm sitting at my desk all day, I'm my back's not going to hurt as much. You know, it's all these little things that add up to making me more effective when I'm in the middle of whatever it is I'm doing. Yeah, but here's a fact too is when you're at your optimal physical peak, right? Guess what? So is your fucking mind. Oh, for sure. Your mind's operating far greater. And guess what, too? Your spirit is fucking way higher at that point. I think the exercise, and the ex- especially if you push yourself and exercise, if you just go on the treadmill or the bike and you watch TV for an hour, yeah. you, you know, that's... Well, I, of course, I, if you're I, just doing glamour muscle shit. Kudos, you're doing something. Yeah. But if you really push yourself, you know, if you put yourself in the mindset and you can like imagine yourself being hunted down by someone trying to kill you and you have to outrun them. <laughs> and, and that's your mentality while you're running. You know, when you're done that, that exercise, you're, you're drained. You yeah. clean out all the shit that clogs up your mind yeah. on a daily basis. I think it's perception, perception of the task at hand, the task that you're doing, right? The perception of, all right, why am I doing this exercise, right? Because, uh, you know, when I was working in Chicago, I worked at like a, a, a fitness boot camp place, right? I was one of the trainers there. Uh, and I'll tell you this, I'm not just talking shit. I was probably one of the happiest, if not the happiest trainer there. Why? Because... I was doing martial arts every fucking day, getting beat up. All the chicks were there that wanted to date me. No, no. <laughs> it was the, what it does to your mind, right? There was fucking trainer chicks there 
who were, you know, like great personalities, right? But behind the facade, they're fucking dead inside. You know what I'm saying? Like they're they're depressed or this. So that's why I say a lot of it's perception. They're working out because of the perception of okay, how am I gonna a how am I gonna look right? The a b this is my career right? But you work out because you're like. I want to fucking exercise these demons and see how far I could push myself. Those are two different mindsets of, but they're both exercising. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I think if somebody is a trainer, they have an obligation to, to kind of be in some kind of shape. Of course. Like, you these, know. no, these, these chicks were in tremendous shape. They are their own marketer, right? <laughs> you know? They're in tremendous shape, but I'm saying behind that, is they didn't work the mental, yeah. which I think like, see what you're saying is like, I oh, exercise demons. You're not just working kind the of, physical. They're kind of covering the, the insecurities yeah, instead of trying to destroying that shit. them. Yeah. Like they're trying to bandy that shit. Like when you go, like, that's why it's all about perception of, I think why you're doing it. What's your purpose? Your purpose is, all right, I want to fucking feel good. I want to work out some shit in my head, and I'm going to get after it, right? Same thing like with martial artists. You know, if you're doing it right, you're going to jiu-jitsu, you're going to get your ass beat. You're going to have your ego humbled day after day after day, but guess what? Your mind's going to become stronger. Your spirit's going to become stronger. But if you're doing a bunch of fucking... Uh, jump lunges uh so you could post an awesome instagram picture and still be dead inside you're doing something wrong you know what i mean like that's what i don't think is being talked about enough is the mental aspect of physical activity well i mean it's uh it's it's interesting because i agree i think physical activity is a huge emotional and mental booster in a positive way and it's interesting because during this time when (laughs) i hear you know depression is up suicide is up during this quarantine period and it's interesting because people have been more locked down there haven't been gyms to go to you can't go play sports you can't go do this you can't go do that so we've been less active we've been indoors more than outdoors yeah it's it's like all the things that will actually make us more susceptible to a virus or a disease um you know it's it's kind of <laughs> odd to me that that it's like they want you to get it <laughs> I, mean, I mean everything that we've we've done is the complete opposite like i you know it's interesting though that our whole healthcare system here is designed in a in a reactive instead of preventative uh, methodology and it's way more uh expensive to be reactive than proactive if we did more preventative medicine if our health insurances first of all weren't uh, insurance companies weren't such a fucking headache to deal with um it might be different but you know if if they did things like you know covered you know preventative medicine you know therapy uh you know exercise you know these kind of things i think you know it would go a long way in mitigating a lot of our long-term bigger health expenditures i mean that's the the number one thing with covid that's killing people is is obesity being overweight yeah and it's it is mind-boggling to me like you know, I'll, I'll be walking the street and I'm seeing people in face masks going into a 7-Eleven and then getting big gulps. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like to me, it's fucking crazy because it's like, oh, you're worried about your health, but you're not worried about your health. The first you- the first couple of weeks I went to the grocery store, there were people grocery carts full of nothing but meat, yeah, and junk food, chips, sodas that and stocked full of it. Carts huge loaded yeah. out. Yeah, I mean that's the other aspect. Obviously, people diet, of course. Be, yeah, you are what you eat. Yeah, like, you're you're what you eat, and that's the one thing that has not been promoted is <laughs> living a healthy lifestyle, right? Yeah. Being being a healthy individual helps you out tremendously fight diseases, sickness, all this stuff. The healthy lifestyle is what will help you in the future, but you know like, oh, it's okay to do this. It's okay, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not being promoted enough. And then you guys have seen the 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 Health of the quote unquote health officials of the city. They looked like trash. They look like they they died five five years ago. Well, it's it's hard to get a lot of traction. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't think health is a priority from the top down right now from the government level. I mean, I you know, I whether you or not you uh, agreed with uh, Obama or not, you know, uh, you know, he, at least uh, I would say that that healthy eating was more of a focus during his administration than yeah. than than uh, the fast food Don. Burger, Burger King guy. Fast food Don. <laughs> but that's exactly, but that's what I'm like why isn't it being promoted that yeah, be healthy. It helps fight all diseases. I mean, there really should be, you know, I personally, I think there should be a national campaign pushing this. But that's hard. the thing, right? If these people really gave a fuck about you and your well-being, there'd be a national campaign right now. Be like, hey, you guys got it. It would be jock. If it was my, if it was my ideal. My dream campaign, it would be Jocko being, get get after it. Get on the war path. If, if they you know were, what I mean? If they really wanted, to, they would hire them. Just pay them straight up. Jocko. I bet you Jocko Goggins, would do that shit for free. I'm going to have you guys come in and, and just and just voice over and do some do some promos for us yeah. to, to push this campaign because you got the, the mentality we want to push on it. And... But you know it's just not happening. Yeah, because it's it's they really like I they really don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like if they really did, we would be seeing all these things promoted everywhere. Healthy lifestyle, uh, health is wealth. You know what I mean? Well, I mean I'll even give them the slogan: just rip off Nike, just just say just move, just do it, just just move. <laughs> yeah, just just do it. move. All you gotta do is move. Do something. What like happened? I'm not telling everybody to go out and work out the way I, I maybe do, or some other people you know that go really hard, but fucking do something like you can't just be sedentary every day and yeah. think that you're going to live to be a healthy and happy 90 year old like you're just not yeah. going to do it you know you, you've got to it's just like anything else whether it's your mind whether it's your body whether it's a skill you've picked up if you don't use it you will lose it it will deteriorate yeah i wish you know, like, especially my parents are getting older too. You know, I'm telling them like, yeah, take your vitamin D supplements. It's important. You do resistance training and work out and do all this stuff because 
I know it helps. Yeah. I know it's going to, the chances will increase of their life going. You'll shrink less. Your yeah. bone density will be better yeah. as you age. Yeah, you're going to feel better. Absolutely. You're going to feel better. Your life is going to be better. And it, it's such a shame how, like we said, there's no national campaign about living a healthy lifestyle. And I think that's what a lot of it, a lot of this is, is about. Like if COVID is killing majority of obese people, guess what? Lose some weight, feel better. Don't be butthurt about it. Like, Oh, listen, I'm not saying it's not okay to be fat or whatever. Right. I've, I've had my years of being fat Mike. Right. But it's not cool to be at risk. It's not cool to drive up everybody else's medical bills and drive yeah. up our insurance costs because you don't want to take personal responsibility and take care of your health. And, and the you- thing is, this is I'm not wishing any bad on anyone. It's like I'm wishing you the best life. How are you going to live your best life? Living a fucking healthy lifestyle, right? Not being, not drinking Kool-Aid every day for dinner and eating Snickers bars, you know what I'm saying, is, yeah, maybe, hey, start off with just eating the salad. I mean, we live in a society, though, that's so politically correct to this, to the, to a fault at this point that we now, but so sensitive, sensitive, absolutely. It's so sensitive. We, 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 any kind of, anytime you try to help somebody who is overweight, unhealthy, because you care about them, it's now you're looked at as them. you're attacking them. It's yeah. fat shaming. I mean, even even recently, there was a lot of buzz about Adele losing a lot of weight. And, you know, uh, it's it's her choice, is it not? Yeah, like, it's her choice. And then you should applaud her for wanting absolutely. to live a healthier lifestyle. Guess what, Adele? You're a smoke show. <laughs> Be happy. You know what I'm saying? And it's like this is I've seen the photos circling around, circling around of her like in her new form, right? Yeah. She looks fucking happy. Yeah. So if working out and living a healthy lifestyle makes her happy, Leave her alone. This is what I try that to should do. Be, that should be promoted right now more than anything. Yeah. Be like, hey guys, my name's Adele. This was, you know, before and after pick. And guess what? I do feel better. I think this is the way to go. You know what I mean? Talking talking about that journey would be I, great. I think I think it's more like for me to, I, I think it's very easy for me to imagine moving around with an extra 50 pounds on me. Super like, tough. Like, and I think, God, if I had to just lug around 50 pounds extra every time I go up, I have a chair all day long, walked around up and Knees down stairs, I, I would feel a lot worse all the time. And it's, I think it's easier for me to imagine that than it is for somebody who is already heavy to imagine how they would feel if they were weighed less. I mean, but look at how many legendary people we lost to obesity right for me as a, a hip-hop lot. head you know what i mean like <laughs> hip-hop comedy hip-hop comedy actors actors yeah. like fuck man think of all right think of the body of work they've done right let's take uh big pun for example big pun or for comedy patrice o'neill somebody like that right who their body of work is so great and they're so legendary right now. Imagine if they were still here, how big of a fucking 
impact that would have. I mean, imagine if Biggie was still here. Jeez, well, that's not obesity. That's uh, he was still fat. Yeah, that's that's just terrible <laughs> shit. That's just terrible shit for sure. But I always look at that, and uh, it's a shame. You know what I mean? It's a shame. Um, but who knows? You know, like I, I do think that the importance of a healthy lifestyle, not only for not only for your physical form, but for your mental health is, is should be promoted. Yeah. I mean, it's just a, a shift in mentality. You know, it's, it's, it's people have to kind of want to do something a little bit more and, and uh, take, take responsibility. I mean, and this, this to me is a great example of that. If you've got a healthy immune system right now, you're pretty much okay, it yeah. seems, for the most part. Yeah. There, are, there are some exceptions. It's like anything, um, there's exceptions, but yeah. for the most part, I think, yeah, you're, you're fucking at, good. At, at the moment. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't want to get too ahead of us until we know a lot more about this uh, yeah. virus. From what we know. But yeah. uh, it seems like a healthy immune system is the most effective defense against this or for that matter any other disease because that's what your immune system does you know it just it, it fights it, shit off <laughs> it seems like it seems like this should be should be the way that uh i don't know it, and, sh- it seems to be the, should be our focus and i hope coming out of this quarantine that people realize this i hope that they let their i hope that they let their best selves guide their future selves and not their fears guide their future selves. You know what I mean? Like, I hope people get out there, go fucking to the gym, go run, go do whatever you got to do to be a healthier lifestyle, and not let your fears dictate what you do in the future. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a little while. Yeah, I think I think people are going to be a little cautious. Well, that uh, reboot s- process s- is going to be a people. reboot process, right? Yeah, it's it, going to be sloppy. It's going to be fucking weird. Well, again, there's no plan, so it, yeah. it's 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 going to be very haphazard. There are going to be people who lose jobs, and it's going to take, you know, probably a couple years for us to dig out of this. Uh, yeah, it's 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 much worse than than the way things were in 2008. You oh know? yeah, it's it's a much worse situation. I mean, this is- this is crazy. We're living in a, we're living in a crazy time for sure. It is a crazy time. That's a crazy time when, you know, most of the economy gets shut down and and weed is considered an essential. Yeah, this motherfucker's still been working, guys. He's, he's doing yeah, a great no, I've job. been I've been fortunate. Been fortunate. Yeah. Now, did, did there was a study that just came came out that they're working on in Canada? It has to be you know verified by other studies, but there's something in cannabis that's actually uh, helping fight COVID. It seems it really is turning out to be the plant for that cures everything. Well, you know, I'm not uh, discounting that. You know, I'm not discounting that. You know, I'm, I'm just, just saying. Uh, you know, like it's it's the miracle plant. Uh, well, well, we'll see. If, <laughs> if we could, if we could ever get t- uh, textiles to switch from you know wood to to hemp, to hemp yeah, it would be a, a, a an entire game changer for the planet. Of course. I mean, you could just instead of chopping down trees that takes decades for them to grow you could hemp. literally grow hemp fields that you could harvest every season yeah it, it, it's and ridiculous it's stronger stronger it's lighter it's more malleable like yeah. there's all sorts of uh, interesting things I, about I, it I hope with the growth of technology and the growth of these new industries that these things will be 
they'll it'll push all those old industries kind of out. They'll be outdated. I hope. You know what I mean? People are very, you know, resistant to change. You know, I've been hoping that uh, about green technologies versus you know, uh, oil basically yeah. for a long time and and coal and so forth and. Um, you know, we're still fighting that struggle, but you know, that Elon Musk guy, he's, he's kind of pushing the, <laughs> the boundaries of, uh, of, of what, you know, technology and he's making it so attractive that it's almost hard to talk shit about it. You know, oh, man. I, mean, I mean, it's a trip. Like the Tesla's are dope. He's, he's, he, he, I think their launch today was actually, uh, postponed. it was postponed till Saturday, yeah. but like he's. He launched a fucking convertible into space, into orbit last yeah. year or the year before. I, I mean, mean just, he, but just the Tesla car is fucking nuts. Yeah. I aspire to own one one day. Yeah. But we'll see that. Like, this, anything running off electricity is nuts. Like, uh, I used to own an electric motorcycle, and the torque off that thing was crazy. It was awesome, right? Um, the dangers of that. <laughs> a bit, on, on electric motorcycle is uh for me it was fun and i i loved it but shit no one can hear you man especially at night it's all black no one can hear you like like it'd be a good superhero vehicle no one good, hear you coming it would be a good drive-by yeah it would be a good drive-by vehicle they, yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't see it coming and you speed away Whoop. the most the most uh eco-friendly gangster in the hood exactly <laughs> what you got the, the charging station for the green gang is that captain planet <laughs> is that captain planet but yeah i owned that for a while and having that like seeing the technology that 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 ran on the amount of power it generated was was crazy yeah you know but for for me being a uh a, a kind of a gearhead too is like it's kind of cool having a regular motorcycles again <laughs> something that runs on gasoline and gears is, is 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 fun too i think i think it's a much more because you're doing more to make the machine work i think it's a much more deeper symbiotic relationship with with uh yeah your vehicle, for sure you know sure. what i mean same way a manual versus an automatic yeah yeah yeah, yeah for sure very much you know like people name their vehicles name their cars right I wonder if anyone's named a Tesla like, hey, this is Roberta. <laughs> I worked on her for a while. Or if you're like, oh, it just drives me while I'm texting. <laughs> yeah, I've never named a car, actually. No? No. no. Shit. Uh, I've had some, had some storied cars, but uh, never I've never named, never them. named them. Yeah. My, my blue Tundra that I had forever, that was Babe. Babe the Blue uh, Ox. Interesting. I was Paul Bunyan in my head. Yeah. <laughs> Those baby blue locks follow me around, man. I, I, I miss that truck, you know. Now I got Betty White down there. <laughs> Big white truck. <laughs> that's, the, that's the new one, you know. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe I should come up with a name. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you had the, or the, if my mind serves I've me had, correctly. I've had a few different. In college. I've had a lot of different. In college, rides, you had actually. the Acura, right? That, yeah, I started off college with the AC. The Acura yeah. two-door. It was a... Yeah, it was a little RSX yeah. Type S six-speed manual. It's a lot Shit. of fun to drive. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I had the Saturn SL2. <laughs> yeah. The Saturn SL2 in Orlando, Florida. I had, some, I had some shit cars in, in, in Orlando, too. 
had a couple shit cars. I've had probably more shit cars than nice cars for sure. I think having shit cars <laughs> will teach you something about life, though. Oh, I appreciate my nice, yeah. nicer cars like tremendously more having you know had those experiences. Yeah, I think it'll teach you something about life. Like drive around summer, uh, a summer in Florida with no AC. Yeah, that'll wake you up quick. I mean, shit. Like I know over, it gets hot here, but the humidity down there will make you sweat your. Dude, balls west off. side of LA, I see like. 17 year old kids in, in, in Porsches and shit. Shit is crazy. Don't tell me that. Yeah, they're in Porsches, but. They didn't earn it. No, that's. Their parents bought that, it. But that's why know. they're still depressed. <laughs> yeah. That's why uh, uh, what comes with that Porsche, guess what comes with it? A psychiatrist. <laughs> That's where I substitute exercise. See, see, but shit, that's their lives, you know, to each his own. Yeah. Um, but this has been the Evolved Idiots podcast. Uh, reason we came up with that name was uh, shit, man. Me and Matt are just dummies that just stuck with it and tried to do our best to educate ourselves. Trying to just, uh, yeah, just keep going, keep evolving, keep learning, keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving the ball forward. Become better versions of ourselves. Inch it closer to the goal line every day. <laughs> um, we hope you enjoyed the podcast, guys. Uh, we'll try to drop these at least once a week. Uh, if, you know, if things go well, uh, you know, at least once a week or more, hopefully. Um, but it's been a pleasure, guys. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Until then, love one another. Love is the answer. Uh, fuck all that. Peace, guys. <laughs> <laughs>